Welcome to the Thrive and Shine Wellness Podcast. I am your host, Sabrina Orkies. So today we are having um, kind of a repeat episode, but not really, a different guest. One of the most popular guests or episodes that I've had so far was the decluttering episode. Um, I think it's something that we are we all always have an interest in. Um, it can be the most organized person and there's still going to be something that you can declutter in your house. Um, for me, clutter brings up, and I talk about it in the episode also, so I'm sorry if I repeat myself, but clutter brings up a lot of anxiety for me. Um, as soon as I walk in my house, you know, um, you know, we have a kid, um, we are, we have very busy lives. So through the week, you know, our house is kind of in shambles, like it seems like, um, so just because we're on the go so much and stuff gets thrown everywhere, which comes down to the whole thing of everything should have a place and everything should go back to its place. And that's a really hard concept for us to grab, unfortunately. Um, I think also, you know, we have so many shows now, like the home edit is super popular and there's always like the Marie Kondo um, method to um, basically organizing and making things tidy but sometimes their methods can be super overwhelming because they get so into it and it's so precise like with their labels and all that and yes it looks so pretty but really how many different size pastas do you buy do they really need to be sorted you know yes it's pretty to look at but it can definitely be very overwhelming and very expensive to buy the containers and stuff that you need and the labels and all of that to even organize it. I kind of wanted to just like bring up a few things like some questions that you could like ask yourself. Um, Like when do you feel like you clean your best? So for me, I feel like that I have to be in the mood Or if someone is coming over, I definitely go on a huge cleaning spree and I will get so much done if I know someone's coming over. And then you have to think about, are you somebody who, like, if you don't know if your house seems to be cluttery or not, well, would you be ashamed if someone came over to your house? I think we all have that moment of freak out moment if someone shows up to our house and in the middle of the week's just for an example at my house if somebody shows up during the week it's like holy crap oh my gosh my house isn't clean um I'm pretty laid back about it I mean we have I mean we live in this house it's lived in that's what I always tell people we have a lived in house so I just kind of let it go the people that stop by my house this is me oh well this is us (laughs) this is how we live our lives um I do notice though that whenever our house is messy. I notice me not wanting to go home or not enjoying our home as much um, until it is cleaned up. And I hate that because I will come home and some nights I'll clean, clean, clean until it's time to go to bed. And honestly, we're hardly ever home. So the mo- the small amount of time that I am home, I feel like I'm just spending it all cleaning because I don't lay there and think about it at night, but it's just in the back of my mind, like bringing unnecessary anxiety. Another thing that you can think about for if you were, if you're wondering, like, am I a cluttery person? Do I, should I work on decluttering or reorganizing is, are you constantly 
looking for stuff. I can say that we don't really look for a lot of stuff. We always know where everything is somehow. I have no idea. Um, my husband is a freak. So if he loses something, it's the end of the world and he will not give up until he finds it. Um, if you notice that like you're late all the time, why are you late? Is, are you late because you can't find stuff or you're constantly moving stuff around, picking stuff up? Like what's going on? Just some things to like ask yourself. Do you have, like, multiple piles of stuff laying around your house? I notice our bedroom sometimes gets like that with, like, laundry and stuff. We try to put it where it goes, but sometimes we're rushing, and again, through the week, it just gets a little crazy. Another problem area I feel like for us is, like, our cups and stuff. I feel like I've even recently, like, went through and gotten rid of all of a lot of our cups. But with a kid, you know, I don't know. They always want cups. I don't know what their obsession is with cups, but if we're ever at the store... Uh, my daughter will see a cup. I want this cup, you know, and they do use a lot of cups. So, I mean, I feel like our cup situation is a little out of control, even when we've gotten rid of several of them. It's just a never ending problem. But those are just some things to just kind of think about where if you're feeling these feelings, maybe you do need to do something about it and take baby steps. You know, there's always Pinterest. They are obviously organizing coaches. Just, you know, when you, working with an organizing coach, I feel is much better because they can see your situation and you can tell them what your lifestyle is like, what you can and can't do, um, how much time you have. Whereas if you look on like Pinterest or something, there's all these super um high expectations of what things should look like and it's really hard and it's really overwhelming um a friend of mine actually had started a facebook group and i thought it was pretty cool uh, i tried to stay on top of it but i just kept getting um distracted and busy but people would post pictures of their organizing um projects that they had and she would give like a little task on each one of each week of what people could do and she wanted people to upload their pictures I thought that was super cute and motivating for people and I got a few ideas from just being in that group on like organizing like our drawers our junk drawers and stuff so just little stuff like that to help you keep motivated I hope that the episode helps you guys out um I'm always a work in progress. I feel like I sound like the world's messiest person when I talk about this, but <laughs> I'm not really. It's just everyday life stuff, you know, clutter that piles up through the week and um, that I just have to work on on the weekends. So um, I hope you all have a great week and enjoy the episode. Hey, Maria, how are you? Hi, Sabrina. How are you? I'm doing great. Um, so today you're going to talk about one of my favorite topics. Um, I have had someone on previously to discuss it, um, decluttering and organizing, and you are a professional organizer. Um, something that I think so many of us are into these days. Um, do you want to go ahead and maybe discuss what led you down this path? I could see easily how someone could get into this, but how it could also be overwhelming to people also. Absolutely. So I, um, I grew up in a very small home. I grew up in a condominium with my mother and my brother, like the original tiny home. Um, and I was always organizing and decluttering um, when I was a child. It was just out of necessity. Um, you know, I was organizing my space. I always made my bed. My mother thought I was so weird. 
And um, I was, you know, constantly like organizing the pantry when I was having a stressful day. And I was responsible for the Tupperware containers that, you know, it's restacking them. And, you know, my, again, my mother thought I was very strange and, but we had a small space and we had to keep it organized if it was going to be at all functional. And then as I grew up, I got into a bigger house, but more people lived in that house. I live with my husband and my two children and with children come a lot of stuff. And so when I was a young mom and um, my children were very small, I just got into the habit of organizing their toys and cycling their toys. And I was constantly on Pinterest trying to learn about how best to keep the toys minimal so that we weren't constantly tripping over them. And when we actually, a funny story, when we sold our house, we wound up selling our house very quickly. It was a, it was a spur of the moment thing. We found a new house and we put an offer on it. And then we wound up wanting obviously to sell our other house. And we put our house on the market very quickly. And I organized my house very quickly and I put it on the market. And we got a compliment from someone who came through the house and said, no, they didn't know that children lived in the house. Oh my gosh. And it was such a compliment yeah. because I had two small children who lived in that house and they didn't know. And because I kept the, the toys at such a minimum and I organized that house to put it on the market that it was, you know, it sold so quickly. It was, it was quite a compliment. <laughs> I know that is amazing. I can't even imagine. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Um, so with the kids and the toys, so how do you feel that maybe they do, do you, have you noticed a difference? Them not having as many toys. Do you feel, um, and how do they, do they stay organized themselves? Do you help them? Well, now I have teenagers and oh. yeah, um, Enough said. Them, no. <laughs> love them dearly, but their rooms are their own domain. And what you do is you just close the door. Uh -huh. um, you know, I am a professional organizer and I just close the door. Yes. Um, but you know, when they were younger, what helped with the toys and keeping them organized was having a rotation of toys. Because what we found was if there was just hundreds of toys out, they just didn't have fun. Mm -hmm. They weren't engaging with the toys. There were too many options and they, they weren't being creative. Mm -hmm. They didn't know what they wanted to do. It was decision fatigue. And that's what a lot of adults feel like when they start decluttering their own home, it's de decision fatigue. They don't know what they want to do because they have so much stuff. They, they don't know how to make a decision. Um, and so that's what happens with a child. And so we had a couple of containers and they had trains and they had My Little Ponies and they had all, you know, dress up toys and they had all those kinds of things. And then at the end of the day, they knew where to put them back. But when they wanted to play with them, they knew where they were mm. and it kept the house a little bit tidy um, and it kept the imagination also happening. Mm -hmm. I love that so much because I feel like exactly how you said it. Like we as adults get very overwhelmed with a lot of things. And when we're trying to declutter, it's so overwhelming because there's so much and you never think about that with a kid. Um, you know, we always just want our kids to have, most of us want our kids to have everything and it's so hard. And then when their birth, I, my daughter's birthday is like a week before Christmas and it's always terrible because we get slammed with toys. 
and um, it's a nightmare. But my husband has been making her go um, through all of her toys, usually like the week or two before her birthday and just to like get rid of a bunch of stuff. But I would love to have a system like you mentioned. Yeah, we have um, my oldest daughter's birthday is a week before Christmas as well. (laughs) And for a while, what happened was birthdays were toys and Christmas was experiences. I love that. And so, and we've, as, as they've gotten older, we've done that a lot too. You know, we, birthdays have, um, have been things and, you know, events and, and then Christmas is a lot of, you know, penguin encounters and trips and, um, you know, paying for the events that are, you know, the activities for the year and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And so it's, you know, it's, it's a way to cut down on clutter. You can be creative with gift giving. Um, that's a, that's a, a great way to do it. And and you can do that for children in your life, even mm-hmm. if they don't have birthdays so close to Christmas, you can come up with really great ideas for experiential gifts uh, that, that, that can cut down on clutter and parents would really appreciate that. <laughs> yes, exactly. I've actually noticed um, just from social media parents reaching out asking for good experience ideas. So I think that the whole parents trying to do more experiences for kids, no matter what it is, their birthday or Christmas, that it's definitely um, starting to be more of a thing now. And Pinterest has so many ideas of what you can do for experiences also. Also, there's so many resources out there. It's just hard to get it's hard to tell people or get them to actually listen to you when you say, please buy my kid an experience and not a toy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Grandparents don't quite understand that. No. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, what is your take on the minimalist lifestyle? It's something that I have always envied. I wish I could do it. Um, I think I just get scared. What if I need something that I'm getting rid of, you know, or I like to have a variety in my closet, you know, like, what is your take on that? I love the minimalist idea and I follow a great minimalist online, the minimalist mom or the minimal mom. Um, oh. You know, she's wonderful. I, I watched some of her YouTube videos. Um, she's Canadian. She's great. Um, yeah, I just, um, I, I am not a minimalist. I, I just, mm-hmm. I, I love my art. I love my things, my mementos. I, I just don't think that I could ever be minimalist. Mm-hmm. But I will say that a really great way to dip your toe into minimalism is a capsule wardrobe. And a capsule wardrobe is when you get 25 to 35 items of a, of a wardrobe. And those pieces, those 25 to 35 items make about a hundred outfits. Mm. And there are services that you can get, um, you can buy that tell you exactly what to buy and what to, 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 for the season, or if, you know, if it's, if you are a work from home mom, or if you're a teacher, you know, all sorts of stuff. There's um, a great one called classy yet trendy mm-hmm. um, that I have used in the past. They have, she has a French minimalist capsule, um, which I feel very French and minimalist when I wear I it capsule. And um, so she tells you where to buy the stripy shirt that all the French women wear and, um, and it's, you know, it's 25 items and most of them you already have in your closet. You pull them all out and you wear them and they make a hundred outfits. And it's wonderful because it, 
it really, it helps you dip your toe into minimalism. It's great for the environment because you're cutting down on purchasing so much. It's really great for sustainability. And what's really amazing about it is I was talking to a friend of mine and she has a medical condition where she fluctuates in weight a lot. And I was recommending the capsule wardrobe for her for the different weights that she has. So she could get one for a certain weight and another one for a certain weight. And then she just pulls out whatever weight she is at that time. And then she doesn't have to feel bad about where she is. She can actually look forward to whatever weight she is because she gets to wear that one capsule wardrobe that she's acquired for herself. So it's, it's a really fun activity. Oh, that's so fun. I know. I'm, I follow a couple of minimalists. I do not follow the minimal mom though. So I'm going to have to follow her. And she's, she's on YouTube and, and she's just, she has something like four children and, you know, one couch and gosh, (laughs) I could not imagine being, I mean, I have one child and I can't imagine being a minimalist. So I can't even imagine having four children. Yeah. yeah, There's a lot of playing outside. (laughs) Yes. But I mean, and I think about like the minimalist lifestyle, how much money you would save, you know, you just, you don't need all of these things that we think that we need, you know, (laughs) um, with clutter comes anxiety. Um, I would love to get your take on that. Well, what's really interesting is that there's, there's been a lot of studies that have shown that cortisol, which is the stress hormone, Mm -hmm. um, is higher in people who have a cluttered home. So, I mean, that's science. You, they, they, and it's actually, they've shown that it's higher in women who live in cluttered homes. So cortisol actually makes you heavier. So you're getting fatter because of your clutter. Mm -hmm. That's, that's science. And so it causes anxiety in your home. Clearing clutter can improve your focus. It can make it easier for the brain to process information in your home, in your business, in your work. Um, decluttering can reduce stress. And what's wonderful is it can also improve Mm. self-esteem. If you have a clear and calm home or workspace, you feel better about yourself and you do better. Um, And, you know, one, one of the things that I really like to talk about when it comes to anxiety and decluttering is that positive habits lead to a happier life and positive habits really start with routines and clearing clutter can be a routine. You can do five minutes a day and then you can see that make a really big impact in your home. It doesn't have to be this Marie Kondo pile up all of your clothes on your bed and you make a mountain of clothes on your bed and and really make, you know, uproot your life for for (laughs) three months while you go through every item in your home. This can be really something that you can do for five minutes every day and make a a routine of it. Um, Other, you know, self-care routines that you can add that can help with your anxiety, um, self-care, morning routines, nighttime routines, those kinds of things. It can really reduce your anxiety. And one of the things that I can share is that as a professional organizer, I had a client call me a couple of weeks ago while they were in the throes of an anxiety attack and asked me if I could hop on a Zoom call and work with them on their closet while they were having an anxiety attack. So I got on the call and we just basically did a little decluttering, 
moved all the hangers around to be the same uh, direction, color-coded jackets and things like that. But by the end of it, she didn't need to take her meds. She was much calmer. And she knew that capturing this one area into calm would stop the chaos that was in her life at that moment. And so that's, I mean, real positive proof that decluttering and organizing can have a positive effect on anxiety. Mm -hmm. It's so, I think um, I've said before, you know, as soon as I walk in my house is if there is clutter around, which there almost always is, that it's like immediate anxiety. And I've even tried to explain it to my husband. I'm like, you don't understand because it, you know, the anxiety makes you, for me, it comes out as anger. And I'm just like mad. I'm like, why is all this stuff everywhere? And I think that that's for a lot of moms in general, um, because you're already stressed out just from, you know, the day. (laughs) And then you come home and your house is a disaster and clutter is everywhere. But if you have like some simple, um, easy things that you could do day to day. Um, like what would you recommend for like when you first come in the door and you see clutter, you had mentioned something earlier. So, um, when you first come in the door, you need to establish a landing zone, um, where you put your shoes, where you put your bag, where you put your keys. So you're not looking for them because clutter is lost time. Mm -hmm. Clutter can affect your, ability to function. If you can't find your keys in the morning, that's 15 minutes that you spend looking for your yeah. keys, you know, every day. Um, so you need a landing zone where even if it's just a hook on a wall where you put your bag, your coat, and you drop your shoes, mm-hmm. um, then, then the next piece is um, I would say keep your, your horizontal surfaces clean. And that's your coffee table, your kitchen counters, Um, I'm a huge proponent of keeping your kitchen counters clear. Mm -hmm. Um, They're easier to clean if they're clear, but also it gives your eye a visual rest if they're clear. If, so you were saying you come in and the first thing you see is your kitchen. Mm -hmm. If there's mail piled up, that that's, that's delayed decisions, Mm -hmm. no delayed decisions. There are no maybe piles in cleaning up. So, so you come in and you see a mail pile you need to deal with that. That's the first thing you need to do. So you need to keep those, those counters clean. And so I would say have a landing zone and all, and then one routine that you can get into for yourself is always deal with your mail. Mm -hmm. Never just put it down. Mm -hmm. Always have, have a, have a a vertical stacking system where you and your husband have a a pouch that you put your, the mail that belongs to each other. Um, You don't have to open it all the time, but assign it to somebody. Um, Always deal with your mail, never just put it down. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, because what you'll wind up doing is just moving the pile from place to place because you'll put it down on the kitchen counter. And then 15 minutes later, you're going to start making dinner and then you're going to have to move it because you're chopping vegetables. And then you have to move it off the kitchen table because you're setting the table. And then where does it go? It's on a chair. And then 15 minutes later, you have to move it there. I mean, it's just, it's a delayed decision. You should always deal with your mail. Yeah, I think the mail is actually the one thing that I do deal with. And I'm really (laughs) shocked. I was like, yes, I'm doing something right. That's awesome. If someone was to, um, what if someone wanted to start decluttering, but they're super overwhelmed with it? Like where to start? Do you have any tips on that? So the best place to start is a drawer. Okay. Okay. You know, um, so Marie Kondo says the best place to start is actually with your clothes, but I like to start with a drawer um, because it's a small contained space Mm -hmm. 
Um, I like to do 10 minute tidies where you actually set the timer and it's 10 minutes and that's all you have. You can't go longer. So put on some music, put 10 minutes on the, on the kitchen timer, open up that junk drawer, and that's all you have <laughs> to deal with. You don't have to deal with all the kitchen cabinets. You just have to deal with that one drawer. Mm -hmm. And that's all you have to do that day. Mm -hmm. And then tomorrow you can do another drawer if it was a fun and positive experience for you. And you mm -hmm. put 10 minutes on the counter, on the, on the timer and do another drawer. What about um, maybe some like daily tips to keep us organized? Um, just maybe like some little things that you even do every day. What is like some things that like us clutter, cluttery people <laughs> might do that you don't do in your day-to-day -day routine? Like as far as even just like putting certain things back where it goes, um, just things along that line. Yeah. So um, on my Instagram account, I do a lot of monthly challenges. I do a monthly challenge each month. I love month. that. A couple, of, a couple of months ago, I did a, a, a cleaning, a, establishing a cleaning routine. It was like five days, you know, make your bed, clean your countertops. You know, it was five days to establish a new habit. Mm -hmm. And so by the end of it, you were wiping down the appliances, vacuuming every day, that kind of thing. And, and you were, you had established a new habit for yourself and it was, um, it was really well received. And so you can go back and you can try that if you're interested. I think it yeah. was, in April. um, the, the thing that, that I would recommend is you, you said you were kind of an untidy person and a mm -hmm. little bit more cluttered than, and than everybody. And I would say, um, change your mindset, mm -hmm. ask yourself what a tidy person would do and do that. Mm -hmm. You know, what would a tidy person do? A tidy person would bring their coffee cup to the, the to the dishwasher mm -hmm. and not leave it on the coffee table mm -hmm. when they got up to to go to the bathroom. You know, a, a, a tidy person would, you know, um, so every time I'm on the couch, I have a blanket on me. Not so much now because it's a little bit warmer, but over the winter, I always have a, a blanket on me. And at the end of the night, it is always folded and put back away. That's what a tidy person would do. I don't just leave it in a pile on the couch and leave it there for the next day. It's not a huge deal if I did. I'm just gonna sit in my same spot the next day and binge watch Big Bang Theory, but and and have my and have my blanket on me after dinner. But the point is I'm a tidy person, so I put the blanket away. So you've got to change your mindset if you want to start being organized and tidy. Think about what an organized person would do. An organized person would file that receipt mm -hmm. right away. They wouldn't just leave it on the on the desk. Ah, that's a good one. That <laughs> is a good one. <laughs> the receipts thing, I am awful. Yeah. Oh gosh. I did over the weekend. Um, I was really proud of myself and one of my coworkers actually had brought it up to me. She showed me a picture of someone she follows on Instagram. She makes and sells um, like kids um, file box organizers. So she doesn't actually sell everything, but she sells like a label with their name on it and the tabs and it's like important papers, baby stuff. And then it has preschool through 12th grade. Um, and you can put literally everything. And I found, I followed through and got my bin, got my um, file voters, ordered the stuff from her because I wasn't going to attempt to make it. And yeah, I felt like so accomplished. Just yes, that's that together. perfect. I have one of those for each of my kids. Yes. It is, 
it is wonderful. It is great. It is, it is so wonderful. And so, yeah. And then I would also recommend for kids, um, art, they, there is a service called Artkive, A-R-T-K-I-V-E. Mm-hmm. And what you do is you pull the art from each year and then you bundle it per year and you send it to them and they scan it. And then they make a, like a coffee table book of the child's art. Oh, and then that is cool. You don't have the art. You have a nice book. You don't have the guilt because you don't have to dispose of the yes. art. You have this lovely book that can go with them to their next apartment you know, or stay with you in grandma's house. It's wonderful. I just did that for my teenager who stopped making me art a couple of years ago at at school because they're a junior in high school now. They don't make me art. Right. So um, I just said it was a good time to to pull all their art from kindergarten and preschool and elementary school and make this archive book. It's a, it's a great way to manage all the kids art. Yeah, that is so cool. I'm going to write that down also. Um, is there any? I love the file folder. I'm so glad you did yeah. that. It's a great way to get on top of like the special documents that come home from the kids' yes. the kids' uh, school. Yeah. Well, I had never even seen one before until, like I said, my coworker showed me, and I was like, "What? I need this!" And you know, it's my daughter, she's Instagram account. I have I one. I know. I know. I'm following you now, so I'll see all of the good things, and I can't wait. But it's like, if it's easy like that to put together, yes, like I will do it. Um, That was pretty easy. You know, I just got everything at Walmart and just ordered the stuff through the lady. um, So I didn't have to mess with the tabs and and the name. And um, yeah, it worked out really good. I was super impressed with myself. That's great. (laughs) Felt like I had my life together a little bit. But yeah, so I had even thought, I was like, man, we probably, like we have a file cabinet, but I don't keep up with it as much as I should. But I'm like, I really should just go through it and just make a tub like this, you know, and just, it just was so much more organized feeling. Well, I have a tip about offices and okay. the file cabinet, Sabrina, okay. if you're interested. Yes, definitely. So there's something from a company called Organize 365, and they have a program called the Sunday Basket. And I have my basket right here. Um, it's literally a basket yeah. um, on the, on the side of my desk. And what I do is throughout the week, if I have a rogue piece of paper, I just toss it in my basket. It's contained, it's safe, um, and my my desk doesn't look like a disaster area. Mm -hmm. And then one day a week, Sunday, um, or Monday really is when Mm -hmm. I do it, I, I address my Sunday basket and I do all of the tasks, the filing, the um, return of, of, of a letter or whatever that needs to happen on, of, from the Sunday basket. Mm-hmm. And so that's a good way to do your filing. You can get a basket and then address it one day. Because if you, if you say, I'm going to do this every time I have a piece of paper, that's micro-organized. Yes. But if you put it in a basket and address it once a week, that's mm-hmm. macro-organizing. And then you, you probably will do it more often that way. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. That's such a great idea. Um, Cause I feel like with the mail coming in or, you know, like there's some important papers and like our um, file cabinets, like all the way downstairs and it's like, who wants to go? And it's like, you know, hidden away. Like nobody right. wants to so go get down there. A yes. Any other tips that you would love to add? Anything that um, that you see is pretty common, like along with your clients or anything? Um, 
I would say, I, oh yes, I would say that um, a lot of clients ask me what they should get before I come um, oh. to organize. Um, I have a client right now that I'm working with who um, is moving. It has just recently moved and is mm -hmm. unpacking their house and is you know moving into this beautiful home and just you know called me and said, "Help me unpack, help me move into this beautiful home. What should I get to organize my space?" And really, what we're doing as placeholders, we're using diaper boxes to organize things <laughs> in their cabinets. You know, use what you have. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to go to the container store and spend two thousand dollars on beautiful acrylic yes. pieces. You know, you don't have to do that stuff. You declutter first, assess what you have left, organize it, and put it in your space. Measure. Mm -hmm. measure the space and then decide what the best vessel is to organize it inside. Is it bamboo? Is it a basket? Is it acrylic? Is it a, you know, is it a plastic box? Is it, is it a, is it an insert? You know, what, what do you need? Or can you use just a, a, a cardboard box that you have lying around because you never opened that cabinet and it doesn't really matter what the right. Tupperware is in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that you said to measure because I feel like a lot of times I'm out when I'm in my, you know, cleaning mode and I'm like, okay, I'm going to organize this area and I'm going to go buy some tubs or baskets or whatever. And I get out there and I'm like, well, is this going to fit this space? Oh. You know, <laughs> I, know. I know. Home Goods has some amazing um, drawer inserts. And yeah. every time I'm in Home Goods, I'm like, oh, I'm going to buy drawer inserts. Yeah. And then I'm like, but I haven't measured anything. <laughs> like, I don't even know what I would use this for. So I'm like, don't buy them. <laughs> yes. Measuring is such a good tip, like huge. Yes. Um, Declutter love, first, assess yeah. what you have, and then measure. And, mm. and then you can buy what you really need, but, but do the work first don't buy the stuff first. Mm -hmm. And I also love like, um, how you want to keep things easy. I think that like, you know, like with the home edit and all of the other like organizing shows that are out there now, Marie Kondo, it's so easy to get overwhelmed. Like we look at the way they do things. Everything's very high scale. Like, of course they had their nice little, um, organizers with their perfect little label on it and you know of course uh, we would all love for our houses to look like that but I feel that we get overwhelmed when we start looking at all of that kind of stuff when it can be as simple as a diaper box yeah you know it's hilarious about the home edit I, I love watching the home edit yes. I think Joanna and Clea are amazing I love their products um I I think they think the whole thing is amazing, yes. but what what's hysterical is that the name of the show is the home edit, and yeah. we never actually see the edit. No, ever. We only actually ever see the end. Mm -hmm. You know, you never really see the work. The work into the decluttering, and we need that, to see that. <laughs> yeah, that's what we need to see. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, as a as a professional organizer, I will say there's too much plastic in our industry. Mm -hmm. I, I think that we should be looking at more sustainable products for organizing like bamboo, marble, um, wicker. You know, I had a client who was very um, uh, environmentally conscious 
and asked me to source a lot of those materials for her project. Mm -hmm. And it really opened my eyes to what we're using in our industry. And I think there's just a lot, there's just too much plastic. And the home edit uses a lot of acrylic plastic. And it's beautiful. And I love it in my house. It would be gorgeous, but I'd much rather use wicker. Yeah, I would, I would, say that anybody that I've ever seen organized, like even on like Pinterest and stuff like that. Um, yes, that's all they use. I've never seen anyone use anything different. So that is amazing. I think that's one thing that sets you apart from the rest is having that because so, so many people are uh, very environmental friendly and um, have their concerns about that. So that's a really interesting thing to bring up. Yeah. Would you like to plug your socials and where people can reach you? Also, I wanted to ask you, do you do virtual organizing? Yes, I can uh, work with anyone in the world. Um, I uh, do virtual organizing and um, am available pretty much all the time. Um, Would be happy to work with you virtually. Um, I am on the web at www.blissthishousect.com and on Instagram, at bliss this house underscore ct uh so as i said um on the website i do a blog and on instagram i do a lot of challenges instagram and facebook i do a lot of challenges and tips and tricks so follow me and you can learn all about what i do and you can learn about me and you can see that i'm an expert in this field and you can uh, get all the information that you need and hopefully we can work together i love it so many people are going to love this topic. Like it's just, oh. it's well, so thank common you for now. Me speak to your audience. I really appreciate it. Yes, you're welcome. Thank you for coming on. Hey everyone. I just wanted to pop back in and tell you, thank you for listening to this episode. If there is anyone in your life that you think might want to hear this episode, please feel free to share it with them. It will only help my podcast grow. If you could also go and hit the subscribe button, you will get notified every single time a new episode is released. Also, if you'd like to go rate and review if you like the podcast, please feel free to do that and shoot me a message if you do, of maybe like a screenshot, and I will send you a small token of my appreciation in return. You can connect with me on Instagram at Thrive and Shine underscore wellness. I'll also have a Facebook page called Thrive and Shine Wellness. I have a Facebook healthy lifestyle group as well, and the name of that is Thrive and Shine wellness healthy lifestyle group i also have a website it is www.thriveandshinewellness.org and if you need to reach me you can either send me a message through social media or you can email me at info at thriveandshinewellness.org